Manish Mittal and I basically grew up together in the market research space. He started a company called Crosstabs way back when. It's now been rebranded into Course 5. He's going to talk about the three pillars of Course 5 and the evolution and how he has been able and his team have been able to drive successful year-over-year growth. They're now over a thousand people, continue to make pivots and, and, and major changes and continue to be disruptive and add a lot of value to market research professionals. Enjoy. So my guest today is Manish with Course 5, course5i.com. If um, you're looking for them, tell me a little bit about your business. Right, so uh, I think we have a slightly diverse kind of a business. Uh, if I have to uh, uh, bracket it into three parts of that business. So one, if what we call as a research AI business, I lead that business uh, for Course 5. Then there is a digital analytics business. And then we have what we call as market intelligence business. Those are the three businesses. Uh, we started with a company called Crosstab, uh, then which is which is was into more of a market research operations. Uh, then we also delved into this more of market intelligence kind of a business by the name Blue Ocean Market Intelligence. And re recently, a year back, we merged the two businesses, and we called it as Course Five I. And the whole idea of naming this as Course Five is the fifth course, which is the future is what we are trying to help the clients with. Yeah, I so think that's really clever. I was checking out your website earlier today. Um, and Crosstab, I was actually a fan of back in the early days. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys started, I might be misremembering, but I want to say it was around like 2004 or three, maybe even. Yeah, slightly, very slightly, early. Yeah, yeah, I think 2001, 2002 when we started. So right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I remember you guys in the trade show circuits, of course. Um, and it was a very interesting value prop. And I think it's really smart how you have uh, evolved your business to um, accommodate the changes in the market research space, which a lot of firms don't actually successfully navigate that, those pivots. Um, talk to me about like from cross tabs to now course five where you're plotting the future. I mean, that's a big difference, right? Uh, what is one of the big challenges that the company has faced going through that, that transition? I think one of the biggest challenges has been about the change itself. Uh, we are almost 1,000 people employ company and I think there's a huge amount of inertia. You have been doing a certain way all these years uh, and now the change you want to bring in. So when we are trying to move in the direction where we want to bring in the digital transformation in any piece of our business and also in the research piece of business. So the biggest uh, hurdle or the change are, is both internal as well as external. Uh, the team itself while they're excited but at the same time there's a question in terms of is it going to be the next thing is it the right approach and same with the clients who are used to a certain style of dealing with a with an, with an organization and they are feeling that kind of a change in a lot many cases they are very welcoming they are very excited but i think i think as an industry the market research industry if you look at the genesis of this industry it has been pretty slow in terms of the adaption of that kind of a change i think that's what we are seeing but I think we are not losing heart. I think we believe that's the future. And, and, and we are hanging on to that. And I think it's a, just a matter of time and people will start appreciating and accepting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations on your success. Um, a thousand. Oh, yeah. That's a big number. That's a huge number. How have you guys maintained growth over the decades? I think uh, two things. Uh, one, of course, in the same set of business, one we call as scaling and one we call as growth. How we have scale in the same piece of business is this one one way to look at it. 
and we have never been too hungry in terms of adding too many clients to the portfolio can we go deep into the same set of so that's more scaling and growth has been in terms of extension of our business we are not really wanting to diversify from our research to something very random and something which is offbeat but in the same space can we identify spaces which we think are niche as well as there's a humongous amount of opportunity and we want to grow bring in that growth from that perspective so i think those are the two things which we have done i believe successfully there have been failures in the path but i think we have learned from those failures and we have been also been smart in cutting down our losses it's not that we invest in something and we want to unnecessarily stick with that if you realize i think that's not the great thing we want to really pursue any further we'll cut down on that and focus on areas where we're seeing that kind of growth and scaling happening got it that makes a lot of sense so your sales force about how big is it so okay the the way we uh, we kind of define our sales force is our hunters and farmers the farmers are more classified as account managers and the hunters are more classified as the sales in 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 us itself we will have more than 15 people in the sales team and across the globe put together around 30 of them so that's the size of the sales team and of course i'm not counting myself as a sales person because so. i'm an so but i'm also playing that kind of a role what advice would you cuz you have a lot of early stage you know what a zero to maybe a million dollars in revenue on the floor right now like a lot what advice would you give those entrepreneurs and if if i if i'm getting getting it correct if i have a lot of startups which i'm seeing is is a startups which are trying to bring in newer spaces getting into the newer spaces and bringing in the the semblance of technology or the artificial intelligence or those kind of a thing and and we ourselves are trying to dive into that space uh, fairly fairly aggressively I have been in the research industry for many many years and as a industry we have taken a lot of pride in terms of providing that consultancy understanding of that domain really making a sense out of that kind of a data to our customers and when we are trying to make that big change by bringing in those new technology intervention i think we have to understand two or three things one not everything can be replaced by technology so we need to really pick up our battle where we see that ai or technology can really make that kind of a difference secondly there has to be a balance of people the real world the people and the technology part of it we we should not really push to replace everything with technology because there will be humongous amount of resistance to that because the research world has been has has dealt very differently than maybe an analytics world or the or other kind of world so i think those are the two or three pieces of advice i would give that pick your battle and don't try and replace everything and too fast because there's a higher chance of you being pushed back than you being accepted in the marketplace this is a really important point that you know i think the audience needs to tune into i heard this from a number of interviews uh at the brand level and you know, what they're not what they're not looking for is a new technology what they're really looking for is a new partner that can help solve their business problems and then um uh in that partnership it isn't just about like a one trick pony where you meet some niche need it's really about having a depth of connection to that business so that you can when you deliver an insight or empower an insight there's an overall context to that insight to the business prob the, the problems that the business is facing also at that point in time so that you can really frame the answer the insight in a way that's meaningful and will drive change in the organization absolutely and in fact if i talk very briefly about some of the things which we are trying to do that'd be great Uh, for example on the very operation sides of thing now we realized over the years it's extremely a cost factor the entire operations is a is a cost to the organization there is no greater value from an organization and it has been a lot 
driven by how how cheaper can you get how faster can you get right and through a normal intervention it is it is you will hit the hit the hit the ceiling you can't go any further and that's where we are trying to bring in the power of ai that can we really use that power of ai to make that huge change by any stretch of imagination the entire market research operation barring the sample collection is a 8 to 10 billion dollar industry that's humongous if i'm able to bring in a cost efficiency of even 10% that's a lot of money on the table lot of money and that's only add to your bottom line and that and the speed to market because the better speed to market now the entire corporate world is comparing your delivery to the alternative alternative world they can deliver me in two days time you still take two weeks of time now if i can really cut down on that time as well as on the cost that will give a new life to the empire, entire marvel and that's one in the one of the intervention we are doing second intervention is i believe the primary research world is all about the perishable thing you you consume and then you throw that data can we use all of that knowledge which we have kind of accumulated over the years and make a far superior use of that so for example then we have launched this product called ad optimization which is using a lot of your past creative and your consumerita do a meta analysis to say how can you be smarter and better in future so i think you have to again identify those areas where you can make a real change and again the change is not replacing the existing world but kind of enhancing to that particular system love that super interesting yeah that the, the I, you know kind of going all the way back to the beginning of our conversation from a from a when i think about growth i think about like corporate growth i think about building a bridge of i am here and i want to be there and there's six pillars that i use to achieve growth two of which are new customer acquisition which on a from a blank perspective should be about 10% maybe 20% uh but your existing customer base should represent a material gain from about 80% of that growth and so you know that i think that you know i was just talking with um another ceo earlier and uh, i won't mention their name cuz this is your their your episode but the uh i thought it was really interesting that they're seeing a tremendous tick up in their current customer base right and and i think that goes to your strengths of if you can just deliver value to the customer in context of their business problems whether it's budgetary constraints or timing constraints or quality constraints then or innovation constraints then you're going to win in the long term absolutely absolutely and again i think as i started by saying that we have to pick our battle we cannot be best in everything the industry is looking what is our strength how we can augment that with some kind of a emerging possibilities and some of the niche areas where we can really play and add value to the class do you do you use or leverage other partners like maybe even some of the smaller companies here for your customers or do you usually build out the tech yourselves not really so again again the whole idea is we don't want to be the tech giants or the tech people i typically call it as a horizontal versus vertical yeah verticals are the business problems you're trying to solve and horizontals are the those tech you're trying to do so we are actually using a lot of those tech companies who have built sophisticated engines but we are there to solve the business problem we use the technology add to the business relevance and then place it in the market some of the technologies we are of course building in house but not everything and anything got it i think you have to kind of yeah choose. so if another if a company like a brand or agency has particular technology that they like a lot they could leverage you guys to uh partner with them oh absolutely yeah. that's the whole idea got that's it so. Got it. Manish, thanks for joining me on the Happy Market Research podcast. If somebody wants to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Uh 
you can they can they can reach out to me on my mail id which is manish.mittal at course5i.com uh i think that's the best way i'm always available on that uh, so it's m a n i s h . m a t t a l at course5i.com that's right perfect Thank and that'll be in the show notes as well awesome thanks jimin thanks for your lovely enjoy discussion. the rest of the show Absolutely. thanks so much thanks jimin